What if I told you that you can make money while you're at home, while you're homeschooling the kids, while you're running the house, while you're doing all the things today? Today, we are actually going to learn how to become a virtual assistant and the three things to do to start making money now. Welcome back to the Multi-Passionate Mompreneur Podcast, where we choose to focus our energy, embrace our strengths, and move toward the compelled businesswomen we were meant to be. It's time to free ourselves from the chaos and the constant stream of ideas and build a life of impact and joy that honors our hard stuff, that makes meaning of our losses, and that helps us to make an impact in the world. It's time to finally take our power back and gain the follow-through that we've been desperately needing while also learning to leave the swirl behind. I'm Angel McElhaney, motherless daughter, self-discovery junkie, and not-so-master juggler of my crazy crew. And I believe you can have it all. So put down that to-do list, grab that coffee, and let's get to work, one day at a time, together. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Jacqueline Howard, and she is a multi-passionate mom of four. She runs a virtual assistant business, and she hosts the Optimize to Scale podcast, where she helps solopreneurs and assistants optimize their life and business to scale to the next level. She is awesome, and I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome to the show, Jacqueline. Thanks for having me, Angel. I'm so glad to be here. I know that you have such strength when it comes to customer service and time management and online tools, and this is going to help our <laughs> my anti-tech mind so much. I'm so excited. But first, let's go ahead and just hear a little bit about your story. Like, How did you become a virtual assistant and then ultimately help other virtual assistants? Well, I started out, um, I've always worked from home. I was homeschooling my children. Um, and I was at the time, I was leading a homeschool community. And in this community, I was what they called the d- director. And so I hired the teachers and I trained them and paid them. And I would um, send out, you know, community emails each week. And there was this whole, you know, planning events and ceremonies and play dates and all the things. And um, one of the families in the community the dad would come the first half of the day and the mom would come the second half or something like that. They would flip flop because he worked from home. Um, I later found out he had an online business anyway. So I guess he just noticed all the things and he was like, Hey, I noticed you do all of this stuff and you don't seem to really be breaking a sweat. Do you think you could help me with this one thing um, with my business? And it was like uh, his customer service. He's like, you just have to send out emails and respond to people. Do you think you could do that? And obviously he's like, I'll pay you, whatever, whatever. And I was home with the kids and there were gaps of the day where they were napping or watching a movie or something like that, where I was like, I could answer a couple emails. And so that's how I officially got started. And it was nice, you know, having a couple hundred dollars extra each month. Um, just to answer emails, which is what I did anyway. And then um, as the years went on, it evolved and he would show me new things and uh, add on to my list of things I'd help him with until it became um, what's now my business. Now I, I do that full time. So yeah, that's how I got started. It was kind of, it wasn't, I didn't set out necessarily to start a business. I was just doing what I was doing and someone noticed and offered to pay me for it. That's awesome. And what I really like that you just said there is that chances are each of us has something that comes naturally to us that we excel on that we, like you said, don't break a split doing that just 
is easy to us and we might not always notice it because it comes easy to us and we might even not even realize that other people could use that same service so one i think it's awesome that other that he spoke out about it but was there a time um so when did you realize that what you were doing was actually virtual assistant it was probably two years after like I'd been working with him for two years and I think he may have asked me to do something and I knew that it was a really busy launch for him and I didn't want to bother him and ask him what it, that was, you know, because he, he'd been in the online world forever. And so he would just like say things and I was, I didn't want to ask. I was like, sure, right on top of it. And so I was on the Google <laughs> <laughs> looking up what it was he was talking about. And um, because I love to learn, right? I do not mind learning. I love to learn. I love to dig and research and learn and figure stuff out. So I was researching and looking up the thing he needed me to do. And I figured it out. But somewhere in all that internet digging, I this ad popped up for, uh, do you want to be a, um, starting your virtual assistant business or something like that? And I was like, what does that even mean? But something in it resonated with me. So I clicked on it and then it listed like, you could do this and this and this and this and this and make this much money from home. And I was like, are you kidding me? And so that's um, like two years after, you know, I started with him. That's when I found out about it could actually be a business. And the more I looked into it, I realized there's a whole bunch of women out here and men making a full-time living without having to work full-time hours, so to speak. So that's how I uh, got started. That answer the question. <laughs> yeah, you totally answered it. And here's the thing is I know that in our um, chat that you had actually at one point was like, Angel, you kind of do virtual assisting. <laughs> like you kind of are helping people with their podcasts and helping them with yes. their groups and, and all the little things that you seem, you know, you don't even realize, but that is kind of one level of virtual assisting. It's just that you haven't named it or declared it. And one thing that I, I heard that you said that you did was that you started, and I know that for an Enneagram one, it probably was hard for you to not, you know, have all the answers or to start messy or not know what all those words that maybe he was throwing at you, but you found a way. And so I, I just want to commend you on that because so many people get stuck in the woods of like not knowing everything that they just don't go into action. And the thing is, is you have a benefit at home if you are at home or working from home or you have the dream of working from home. And that is the gift of some cracks of time of your day that you can kind of claim for yourself. So our last episode that I aired where it was about time blocking and time with kids and time without kids, I'm definitely not saying to try to do it all, but if you manage it right, like maybe have that time in the morning without the kids or that you make the most of that nap time, like you mentioned, I think you can really make some amazing money with this and maybe use that time to also step into an identity that helps your confidence because clearly your confidence has risen from that. And now you are an elite um, customer service um, professional, like, so, or how do you call that? What are your core skills or values that you do for your clients? I, I would say, yeah, customer service is the, one of the main things that I do for my clients is, uh, uh, just being the customer service lead and just making sure that the customer experience is a delight from start to finish and beyond. Right. Um, so that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I really focus on. But this is the thing too, about being multi-passionate. 
For the longest time, I felt like if I gave a name to what I did, that somehow choked up all the other things that I loved, right? But I figured out, yeah, but then I realized when I just put a name to it, if anything else, it allows me to one, fine tune the one thing, but I still get to dabble in the other things because like customer, customer service and the customer experience in general is not just limited to if the customer has a problem, you respond to it. I, I also get to anticipate what the customer's needs are going to be. And I also get to be the strategy and you know, I have to help create the strategy and help visualize what their experience will be. So that gets to include designing things, let's say in Canva, because what a customer sees on your social media, that's a, a level of experience with you visually, right? They get to see, Oh, this is beautiful. This is aesthetically it's pleasing or whatever the, the, whatever your brand gives off. Right. Um, and so I get to be a part of that. And I always thought, well, if I say that I only do customer service, then I can't design things and I love to make things look good. But no, I actually get to do both, right? And then I have a podcast. So now I get to play around with that. But all of it is themed around the customer experience, which has a lot of dynamics to it, right? So sometimes when we're multi-passionate, we want to be like, I do this, 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 and this. Whereas when you focus on one thing, you actually do make more money. I love that. And I do think that that's definitely something um, that we've heard a lot of to where it's kind of like the riches are in the niches and that you need to niche down. And that's so, um, it feels restricting at first, but if you think about it as this overarching um, really umbrella of you being the brand, then you can have these different things that you do, different facets. And maybe the things that you are doing, maybe it doesn't even have a name. You know how virtual assistant at some point that wasn't a thing, but people were realizing that like, oh, you do, you organize your schedule. You, do you book things Mm -hmm. for people? Do you help them with email? Like all of these different things could actually be categorized into one, um, like job or role. And I love that you were able to figure out your favorite part within that and then make it even better. And I I think that that is something that a lot of multi-passions, you're totally right, need to work on. And maybe even if it does have some resistance, just try it for a while because I do think that people want to have someone who is an expert at that one thing. And so um, another thing, have you found that multi-passionates, I know you mentioned that you like to learn, like you hyper-focus on something and you want to like find out all about it (laughs) because I totally do. I do. I do. I will go into something and I'll read all the books, listen to the podcast, do the tutorials. I go all the way in and I'm like, I don't know this thing until I'm at mastery. So that's all. It's a gift and a curse because on the one hand, there aren't many things that I don't know pretty well once I've put my hand to it. But then is that really always necessary? (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of sometimes deviating our focus, but I found the same thing. I feel like we're quick learners that we like hyper-focus or learn about something so deep, um, but it can get us to lose our focus. So Mm -hmm. I definitely can see that. So how do you, if when that happens to you, like how do you get back on track? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's funny because I was just... Uh, recalibrating myself with that recently. And 
what happens is too, when we get, we, we find something that we're excited about, we dig in deep, we're excited, we're passionate, all the things, right? And there's something, do you find that you get a lot of energy when you're starting to learn something new? There's like oh this, yeah. It's, yeah like, it's like, I can't stop. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and like this time blocking like, episode, I told her, I was like, it has to work both ways that when you're super into something, cause most people associate with like, I don't want to do this task. So I'm going to time block it and make sure I do it. Me. Mm-hmm. It's like, you also have to time block the parts when that you you're really it. liking because you mm-hmm. will just stay up all night and read the book or stay up and do the thing or do the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I was, what I was, how I recalibrate myself when I start to go down too many rabbit trails or, you know, things like that. I have to remind myself of my core fundamental purposes, like um, either for the day or for the position I'm in. And so um, there are times when I do want to stay up and I'm like, I only have three more chapters, but I'm like, that's going to destroy who I am as a mom and a wife the next day. So at the core, my priority is to be an excellent wife and an excellent mother, not perfect, just excellent and excellent meaning what God has called me to do. So angel, your version of excellence is not going to be my version of excellence because we don't have the same children. We don't have the same husband. Right. And so I have to recalibrate myself like that at the core of, okay, what am I doing now? And is it really going to make me excellent at what I am at the core? Or if I'm working and it's customer service, it's like, okay, I needed to research how this one little tool works, but now I'm going down all these rabbit trails. Now Are I bought a course. Trails? Now I'm like yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And so is all of this actually going to make me excellent at customer service or is it just kind of fun or kind of cool or a nice bonus to have? And if it's any of those other things, it needs to be written down for future. Oh, it's my free time and I have 20 minutes to do whatever I want then I can go into that list and pick something and go explore. And so um, it takes a lot of self-discipline. Like you have to be able to lead yourself well in order to, you know, run a business of any kind really. But with this, when you're assisting another business or you have the freedom to dibble dabble with everything, you have to really restrain yourself in order to later allow yourself to have freedom. Because when we, when we get on these rabbit trails and all these different things, that's what happens when we don't, you know, we don't meet deadlines or if we do meet deadlines, we're scrambling at the last minute because we didn't discipline ourselves on the front. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And part of the problem I think with multi-passionates is that, so typically you do something like that, like stay up all night to work on a project and then maybe the project isn't as good, but I feel like we can usually do pretty well still. (laughs) So I feel like we don't get that negative, um, you know, response sometimes that would make us change our ways. So yeah, not always, but what usually what it is, is I, it's, I heard a great quote. It said, basically you want to be able to determine that your excellence will be consistent versus whoo, we pulled that off again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You, you don't, you don't want to live in a state of, Oh my God, like we, who, who did it? You know, it's better to, it, it's essentially, it's better to be consistently excellent, but knowing that you have the skill set to pull it off last minute if necessary. Yeah. I instead love that. of, yeah. Instead of living in the, we made it, we made it, we made it, we made it. I mean, at some point, it just, I don't know. It doesn't give you margin to live freely. I feel like that keeps your heart racing all the time. Like, okay, we got to make the next deadline. We got to make the next. And we don't need to live reactionary. We need to be intentional and live with intention, right? Instead of always 
reacting. Well, and you don't want other things to fall off. I really love that you said, so number one, you need to probably know your skills and know, maybe even start collecting them, maybe journal. If you're interested at all in doing what Jacqueline does or making some extra money at home doing, helping other businesses, then maybe just figure out what your skills are that you naturally have that comes um, easy to you. And then I love that you said establish your daily standards because you need to prioritize what's important to you so that you can make sure that those are still the priority. Um, Sometimes I think whenever we have quote unquote a job or I have to do this, then you think that you can kind of, well, I have to do this done. So I'm not going to go on that walk or I have to do this. So I need to, you know, not as be as present with my kids and like try to work, you know, make this graphic on Canva while they're playing or whatever it is, whatever that looks like. But I love that you are prioritizing establishing the daily standards. So now we figured out the skills. We, you know, established our daily standards so that we can kind of know how much time maybe that we even have to become a virtual assistant or to help other people. What do we do next to get ourselves to eventually be able to become a virtual assistant or to make that extra income at home? Yeah. So once you've, and I want to go back and say something that when you're starting out, it is okay to try a little bit of everything, right? Okay. If you're like, I'm really good at Pinterest and I'm really good at Instagram and I love to design, but I could also, you know, create amazing emails. Well, market yourself as, you know, um, an administrative assistant and, and try different things for different people. And as you do it, you'll realize, oh, I didn't really like this that much. And then that's also one way you can start to fine tune who you are and what you do. So once you've kind of decided, or if you decide I'm going to try these three things to start out, the next thing you want to do is get visible, (laughs) get visible, but also get legal. So get legal, meaning, um, a couple of things you can do is just figure out what the business laws are in, in your state, any licenses and things that you may need creating a separate account so you're not commingling your personal um, money with your business money. And if you want to go above and beyond, go ahead and also get a PO box. Um, you can go to your post office and you can get one. Like it, 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 it'll give you like an actual address, but it's a box, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that you're not using your personal address on, you know, for all your business things. And then get visible is uh, establish if you know you're going to be helping a local businesses or more professional businesses get established on LinkedIn and get a profile there and use good quality words to describe what you do. Um, if you know that maybe you want to work with influencers, you know, Instagram might be where you want to be or Pinterest. If you want to work with course creators or just entrepreneurs in general, get on Facebook, establish a Facebook page, establish um get into some groups where they're posting jobs like virtual assistant tribe or virtual savvies. There are a lot of like job, um, digital nomad, things like that and start applying for jobs. And that's how you get visible. All right. I loved all that. And you said so much. So let's back up for a minute. So when you mean get legal, do you mean make a, um, an LLC or a, um, sole entrepreneurship or proprietorship? What's that word? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, and I said get legal and get visible together because get legal, you may not want to jump right away and do all this, all these formalities. And then maybe you don't end up really doing the business, but um, because you're going to have to get paid and, and you'd be surprised how quickly you may start getting clients. And so, um, but yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Figure out what the business laws are. You can do an LLC, 
get a tax ID number, all that fun stuff. Um, because, you know, before you know it, you're making a couple thousand a month and you, you mean, you have to pay taxes. You have to <laughs> do things the right way. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All well, those. and then that's probably con- contracts too. Like, even if it's mm-hmm. something that you draw up yourself, which obviously not a, l- a lawyer here, but, yeah. um, even if it's something to just make the expectations super clear that yes, you're paying exactly. me for this in exchange mm-hmm. for this, I think that's super smart. Um, yeah. And yeah. And yeah. Establishing the boundaries and the scope of the work, you know, the contracts or um, also then, you know, setting up how and where you're going to get paid, what platforms are you going to use? Um, that's yeah. It's, it's, it's simple, but it takes a, a effort. So establishing your services that you want to deliver, that you want to offer, that's one. And two, establishing where you're going to get paid. Are you going to use PayPal? Are you going to use Wave? Are you going to, what are you going to use? Um, or Dipsado even. Establishing um, le- legal things, accounts, address, tax things, business licenses, whatever your state requires. And then get visible, start telling people what you're doing, start looking for businesses. There's a lot of job postings, people needing help. Um, Tell your friends, tell any business owners, you know, and a lot of people are jumping virtually and, and forgetting that right there in your town, in your neighborhoods, there are small businesses who have never really tapped into the online space and they need help setting up a Facebook page or an Instagram page. So you could even start there. Yeah, a lot of um, the brick and mortar businesses that maybe haven't explored that and now maybe they're closed or they're restricted because of COVID, maybe they could really use this to kind of propel their business forward and to enter more of the online space because clearly that is not, um, hasn't went less. Like that is the one area I feel like that has, you know, through all this like exploded um, because more people are at home. So, um, well, I loved all of your tips and I feel like this gives people, um, so much to go on to just start. And that really is, I think the key for just getting out there and, um, and, and I definitely will post some things in the show notes for some resources. If you guys are interested in figuring out how to, cause I know already they're going to get lost on the get legal part. Cause they're going to probably get the self doubt creep in. They're probably going to be like, you know, am I, Am I, you know, cause they need to declare it and basically mm-hmm. stepping out and saying that I do this thing, um, right. which I think and that, so, go ahead. Would mm-hmm. you agree that they just, um, kind of make it their name if, you know, cause this is where, if you get into the different names of naming your company, that if you pivot or you find that you don't like this piece of it, that that can mess you up. Whereas if you umbrella brand it with your name, do you think that's better or, how should they go about it or where should they go to kind of do the search, I guess, to get legal. Yeah. Cause I know that's part of the piece that they're going to be like scared ah, of. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I will say is if you want to start right now and you, and you need a quick win because a lot that's the thing that's going to get a lot of people hung up is if you don't see results, it starts to feel like, well, what's the point? Just go into these groups. And when someone posts a job op, read it. And if you qualify, if you meet even one or two of the qualifications, must know Canva, must know Gmail or something like that, apply and start there, right? And see if you see, start, just start getting into that and you'll start to get feedback. And if the person doesn't hire you or if you get an interview and they say, oh, we went in a different direction, start asking, oh, 
what could I have done differently or done better? Or was it my skill set? And start to build up the feedback. That will tell you kind of what people are looking for if you want to hone in. But just start applying for jobs. Start telling people what you're looking for and start, you know, start there. Like, don't jump straight to like, I need a business name. Just yes. start there. Start, start playing around. If you think, oh, I think I want to be a Pinterest manager. I want to help people with that. Or I think I want to do people's social media. Start there. Start by building your social media platform. Make it look whatever. Start telling people, asking people, having conversations. Start there. But if you're going to need to pick a name, it seems from the different coaches that I've had and things like that, it seems um, uh, maybe smarter, wiser, and gives you flexibility if in the future your brand expands to just use your name and, and, and use like um, – Susie Smith and company or Susie and company. If you, you know, just instead of trying to say like the busy bee virtual, whatever, whatever, because you may not end up being that, you know, you may decide I don't like that. And if you invested money legally to, to have that name, it may not work. So. Well, and your name will always be available, right? Cause it's your name. It's <laughs> like your you name. have to be able to get your name. All yeah. right. I love that. So, um, in order to get visible, you make a Facebook page, you go on LinkedIn. Um, you also show up in those groups. And I think that that is the missed element that a lot of people get. And so show up to those groups and here's one post that you can put when it comes to, and then inter interpret or input your, um, the business or what it is you want to do. What is your biggest struggle? Um, and I think you'll find, and actually I just did this post not very long ago when it comes to blank, what, when it comes to your business, what would you outsource? And so many people, but put things that they would like be interested to outsource. Chances right. are many of those people probably aren't ready to like pay a premium for that, but someone that's very new that could offer them maybe beta pricing, that could be a way to get some amazing social proof. Jacqueline, exactly. I feel like you gave us like so much that people can actually start making money at home. Like, now. So yeah. I feel like this will open them up to have so many streams of income to where they have options. Because I know right now this is, there's like this feeling in the air where people just don't feel like they like any of the options. They feel like, well, if I go to work and I send my kid to school, I don't like that option. If I homeschool and, you know, then, you know, I'm taking away the income part. I don't like that option. So I feel like this frees up some choices, which I think is super powerful. Um, if yeah. people, and I know they will want to go and check out your podcast or maybe figure out where you are on online to get all your, some more of your amazing content. Where can they find you or where do you hang out online? Yeah, my, where I love to socialize and chit chat is Instagram and I'm the Jacqueline Howard on Instagram. And of course on Facebook as well. If you find me there, my group is optimized to scale the Facebook group where we, um, have conversations in there as well. And I'm available to help people who just have questions about starting a virtual assistant business. And you know what? Uh, you can call it whatever. That's the other thing too, is I wanted to add is if virtual assistant doesn't feel good to you or sound good, call yourself a Pinterest manager. If you're working in Pinterest, a social media manager or a business support, you know, professional, whatever. Um, so don't get hung up on the term virtual assistant either. A lot of people don't like, um, to feel like there's no box literally yeah, you get to no decide <laughs> you get to decide you get to create your own path and it's absolutely possible to homeschool and run a business um it's it's not easy 
but it's worth it and it is possible and you can do it all just not all at the same time so I if, love the kids, that. if the kids are talking to you you probably can't be on a phone call but when they're watching a movie or they're asleep you can be on a phone call so you can do it all just not all at the same time <laughs> well and that might mean that you kind of pick and choose what you want to do so maybe instead of doing the um things that directly you talk with clients maybe you are behind the scenes editing podcasts or whatever that looks like you know there's right. so many so many people who are working or who have businesses that are growing to where they are having they're really kind of getting to the burnout stage and mm -hmm. you could save them from that. So um, it's almost a disservice not to put yourself out there and do this, guys. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so um, I think this is awesome. And I'm really excited for your new podcast and excited for your new group. And I hope that everyone hops over there so that you can get the amazing value that Jacqueline puts out into the world. Um, but just another little tidbit, I want to tell you that you are capable, you are strong, and you can do the hard stuff even this guys. <laughs> All right. Wishing you joy and abundance angel. Hey mama, before you go, if you found value in today's podcast or you learned something new, stop over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love hearing what you th are thinking of the show and also connecting with you over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at angel.mcelhaney or on Facebook. So check the show notes for that crazy last name. And until next time, I just want to remind you, you are capable, you are strong, and you can do the hard things. Wishing you joy and abundance, Angel.